Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max, episode 215. And yes, we're a couple of days later than usual, uh, but that's alright. Two weeks later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least it's not two weeks later, right? Um, so that's the, that's the important part. Uh, one day was my fault, and... One day was, uh, I guess, kind of Mark not telling me <laughs> what was going on, so we'd make sure we do it on Tuesday. But um, it's okay. It doesn't matter. We have more things to talk about because, man, it felt like Sony decided to make today or yesterday Newsday uh, for them. So we'll have uh, some things to talk about that way. And also, uh, of course... You know, um, a certain big demo came out. Um, Mark's played it. I've seen almost all of the 40 or so minutes. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that as well. And uh, other things um, that are <clears throat> that have been happening over the last uh, week or so. A lot about a certain virus that is now canceling uh, gaming events. Um, so... Yeah, Mark, uh, so I know you went somewhere on uh, Wednesday. Yeah, I went to Cleveland because a friend wanted to see some comedian that was playing there. So that was a two-and-a-half-hour two car ride. <laughs> How was the uh, comedian? It was fun. Uh, you said something like uh, he does a lot of stuff about cats. Yeah, I guess that's a shtick is he has some cat that he is in love with or is married to or something. I don't know what, but <laughs> no, he was fine. I mean, yeah, there were four comedians. Uh, one was not great. I think he was like a local talent, but they were okay. Hey, got, bu- everybody's got to start somewhere, you know? And I bought uh, Metroid Fusion for the GBA, which is fun. And it's kind of, up? and it kind of, and it's just kind of, it's all kind of an expensive game. I mean, yeah, it holds it pretty, I bet, I got to like area two today. Uh, it was like forty bucks. I was like, "Eesh." <laughs> GBA games yeah. don't play. I mean, you know, some of those games at least. And then oh, that that game's kind of worth it though. It's one of the better games on the GBA. Yeah, and then I found another. I bought an expensive copy of Life is Strange like a few weeks ago, maybe like three weeks ago, and I found another copy of it in a used store. And I paid a hundred dollars for mine, and here it was like forty-five. Isn't that the worst? Yeah, I, I knew it was gonna happen too. I was like, "Yep." You pay a bunch of money for something, and then uh, you all of a sudden find it cheaper somewhere else. Like, oh god. Yeah. <laughs> On the flip side, I went to a different store, and they had a copy of uh, the GameCube Fire Emblem. I think it's like Path of Radiance. For like yeah. 
250. Wow. I was like, nope. I've seen that for definitely cheaper at other stores or you know other places. 250. My God. Yeah. But. Yep. Like you said, I've been playing a ton of games. What about you? I haven't played much, so. I'll I'm go at it. Yeah, today is is like actually the day where I have stuff coming out that I'm actually excited for. Um, I'm still trying to write, like, every morning I get up and I go, okay, I posted the thing on the site that's supposed to go up for today. And then I get to doing things and I never freaking finish writing that review that I'm still writing. So I'm purposely not letting myself play the the other game I'm supposed to be reviewing under Hero right now because I know if I start playing that game, I won't go back and actually write the review for Code Shifter. Yeah. So I'm trying to keep myself from not playing that. Um, so I would have at least played that by now. And then that's what's killing me is Pokemon Mystery Dungeon comes out today. Um, and then uh, Murder by Numbers also comes out today. And those are... And then... It's a, some small game called Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, not just that. Like, next week is Ori, William yeah. Lewis. That's I'm happy about. Um, and you don't... I might have to get you uh, Game Pass Ultimate or something. You can get it for a for dollar for three months if you sign up. Yeah. I was talking to uh, Randy earlier today, and I guess Game Pass doesn't work on his computer. <laughs> what? How does Game Pass not work on your computer? Like, he was like, it tries to load, and then it just bombs out. Yeah, he has com- I thought he has a pretty good computer. That's weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, he was like, extolling it as the virtues of, you know, the PS4 being better, or PS now being better. But I was like, I, okay. Like, <laughs> it's like, it works just fine on the console. That's basically most of the time what you're paying for. Like, I don't know. I I installed my Xbox app. I installed Gears of War. It works just fine. I yeah. played, uh, I think I played some other, Castlevania worked just fine. I don't, yeah, it must be his computer. You know, there's certain gate like, I remember I couldn't get Path of Exile to never, ever work on my computer. You know, like there's a certain gate, certain things, I guess, that don't work on certain computers. Yeah, um, he said it, cr- it crashed anytime. And he couldn't play a game. He couldn't even get the menu to work. And he couldn't use his like Xbox controller. So I use a fake GameStop gamepad. I don't know what he's... I mean, it might just be like some part of his setup. He does know not... you have to have the Bluetooth one, right? It doesn't work with the... I, I don't the... know. Yeah, it doesn't work with the wireless one. You have to have the Bluetooth one. Yeah. yeah but, so. yeah, like you said, I've been playing a ton of games or... My usual managering. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the big... Oh, go on. Yeah, I guess go ahead and... Uh, everybody else is giving their opinion about the demo at this point, so... Yeah. Might that, as well give yours. That Final Fantasy VII demo, it plays a lot like Final Fantasy XV, only you're not as nimble, because you're not, like, chucking your sword around and teleporting everywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. My problem was... I mean, it was a fun demo. I couldn't finish it, though, or, like, the time I, like... Right after I beat the boss of, like, the generator, or, yeah, the game crashed on me. Oh, it like, crashed? Like, straight oh, to, sucked. like, the PS4, like, blue screen, it went to, like, the PS4 menu, and it, like, you know, suggested options. Oh, damn. And you can't, there's no, like, safe point in that demo, right. so it's like, well, I loaded it back up, and it's like, well, 
it's Claude jumping off the train. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to play this again. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> because there's I, two um, bosses, right? There's the scorpion and then the... Um, the or is it just the one? I think it's just the one. Just okay. the scorpion. Uh, yeah, oh, beat I'm that. thinking of the people, because I've watched... Uh, gameplay of the people that played like three or four hours, and I guess oh, they yeah, later. play that second boss. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like, I mean, like, right after like, there's like a I beat the boss, I hit it, there's like a quick cutscene with like Barrett, and then like immediately crashed, and I'm like, okay, I guess I guess my time is done. <laughs> uh, aside from that demo, uh, playing a little Mega Man Zero, uh, you know, well, I, I was going to ask, like, did, is there stuff you liked and didn't like about the demo? Uh, yeah, it ran really well. I mean, I really like Final Fantasy XV's combat. Uh, it's not as quite... It's a little more tactical. Like, you're not... You're, you're, you are giving commands to your other... You know, Barrett. I mean, you did that in Final Fantasy XV, like, way later on. They, they patched mm-hmm. that in. But, I mean, I played the game, like, when it first launched. So, I was like, no, right. he just completely you know, the prints, and that was it. Uh, yeah, so you have, like, a little menu that can pop up and say, hey, you know, cast Thunder on this guy. Uh, I mean, I think that'll be... Like, the the demo had, like, no customization, so, like, you were Cloud and you had Fire, and then Barrett had, like, Thunder and Lightning. Or Thunder and Healing, sorry, not Lightning. Uh, yeah, see, because I do that opposite. I always give Cloud the Thunder and the yeah. Healing. And then yeah. Barrett gets the Fire material. And, and, and then, well, they also play differently. So, like, Cloud is very close range, and he has, like, an alternate stance where, like, he's, like, basically plants his seat down, and he does a way heavier attack, but he can't Oh, the Punisher guard. mode thing? Yeah, he can't guard or something. And, like, Barrett is range, all ranged, and he has, like, a, like, super gun attack or something they have to, like, charge up, kind of. Uh, yeah, it was good, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, it should be good. I mean, it took him long enough. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that idea of having to... I mean, there's also that mode where you can just... The classic mode where you can just play as one character See, that, and you don't have to I don't, worry about the other character. I don't think that was in the demo. I'm not quite sure. No, it's in there. Yeah. Okay, I just see it then. Um, well, I mean, it's basically... Like, it, it is more of a Final Fantasy 15 style where you have the one character and then the AI controls all the other characters. Yeah. But you do have to still, like, you know cure them or whatever they're not just super yeah yeah or, well like uh, i've seen people complain about that boss fight the scorpion boss fight and it's like didn't you play this game i mean these, these are like older people it's like didn't you play this game originally like you know when the tail's up don't attack it or you know the game even tells you like hey the tail's up it's gonna start firing laser blasts hey you might want to get behind cover <laughs> like, yeah but you also didn't have to really worry about like it getting on on the side of the wall and stuff like that you know yeah it was just there <laughs> um, well, i mean it's just more visually impressive but i mean it's right. still i mean i i burned through all my potions when i did it i mean yeah it was hard but i didn't like fail at it until the game crashed yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, that's what i saw a lot of people saying is that it did feel harder because you have to switch back and forth and then you know that the, also the thing like you said where uh, you have to give Barrett commands or he won't... Uh... Yeah, he's pretty useless on his own, just like in that original game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hardly don't use him that I remember I don't really use him that much unless you have to. Yeah. 
Um, it's like that one scene, one sequence where like he gets thrown in the prison or whatever the hell, or you know, him and his like yeah. old, old enemy buddy or whatever. And it's like about the only time you actually want to use him. To... Yeah, but, well, it makes something for him. Right, yeah, go ahead. Uh, the other two games I guess I'll talk about real quick. I played a little Doctor Who Edge of Time, that VR game. Mm-hmm. And I think I realized I don't like VR games where you can, like, move around. Or, uh, you, just, you, have this, you know, you can just analog walk. I got, like, kind of nauseous from it. <laughs> yeah, cause that happened to you with Borderlands, right? You got... Yeah. Yeah. Like, teleporting games is fine, I guess. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, you can't actually switch it, so I might actually try to restart it or replay, you know, just go in the option to do, do like, teleport movement. Uh, other than that, like, I mean, it's Jody Whitaker just yelling at you constantly, like, hey, go look at this photo, or go fix this thing, or, you know, go do whatever. It's like, okay. <laughs> like, Isn't that, uh, wasn't that with Matt Smith's doctor? No, no, this is Jody Whitaker. Okay, okay, okay. And you're, there, was an older, there was an older Doctor Who game. A few of them, actually. That had him in it. Did they ever make yeah. him with Capaldi, or just... No. Well, not like a voiced one, I don't think. Uh, Matt Smith had a, like a... It was a Him and River song, like an, an, a, a bad platformer game. And then there's another one where it was a, a, a Telltale Adventure-style game. Okay, that's that, the one I remember, yeah. That was okay, but it still wasn't, like, great. <laughs> uh, so if it wasn't... Where you had to move, it'd be an okay game? I mean, it's very basic. You know, just like photo... Well, one problem is there's no other people in the game. Like, no other companions or characters. It's just like Jody Whittaker talking to you. Like, hey, you have to go fix this radio. It's like, this isn't like super immersive because you're the only person here. Like... <laughs> yeah, the whole point of Doctor Who is that, you know, she has the companions and there's people they meet and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's kind of like budget or something. Yeah, that that's probably what it is. They just wanted to make a game with a license, so here you go. Yeah. Uh, the other two, well, the other two games I'll talk about, I played a... Ba- I beta tested a friend's game called Ancient Enemy. Uh, this guy also did Shadowhand and Regency Solitaire. So... Uh, yeah, those are games you liked. I know that. It, yeah, it's, it's another Solitaire-type game. Uh, it's It was good. I mean, I... It was funny, because he was like, I think he said there's like 11 chapters, and like the beta was like 7 chapters in. He's doing it for like testing purposes, like testing items and stuff like that. And like, he's like, just so you know, like, the sk- the uh, 3 star uh, rewards, or like the requirements are a little off. I was like, alright. And I played it, and I got 3 stars and everything. <laughs> I was like, did you mean off, like easy or hard? Because I kind of just blew through this game. <laughs> like, uh, it was fun. Yeah, it was cool. I like those type of solitaire games, so when this thing eventually comes out, I'll probably pick it up. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. The last thing. I, I played Street Fighter Five. I got a code from Adam. Yeah. That is a... That is the opposite of Samurai Showdown. Samurai Showdown, I don't like the fighting, game, fighting engine in that game at all, but, like, everything else is okay. Like, Street Fighter V has a great fighting engine. Everything in that game is fucking filthy. <laughs> like, they are running... like They are running ads between when you load up, like, a fight. Yeah. Uh, I, had to ask, I had to ask a friend, I'm like, 
do you know about this? Like, he's a he's a more of a fan than I am. He's like, oh yeah, you can just try, try that off in the menu. I'm like, okay, why isn't this off? Why isn't this either off by default or not here at all? Because they want the ads in there. They make money like that. No. Well, it kept advertising. He's like, hey, go buy the go buy the championship pack for $25. And I'm like, I already own it. That code from Adam, gave, you know, that was it. Like, it gave me the whole damn game. Like, it's like, why are you advertising to me something I, I own? Yeah. That's hilarious. Uh, so... Like, the fighting is the fighting. Like, it's Street Fighter. I mean, it has, like, a V-trigger system. Like, you can, like, press heavy and attack and, like, do special attacks. Right. Uh, that's fine. I mean, Street Fighter... It plays a lot of Street Fighter 4. It's not as well, I don't think. I like Street Fighter 4 better. Uh, but, like, when I loaded the game up initially, it, it blasted me with about 30 messages about the online lobby system all the Capcom cups, all this bullshit. And I was like, this doesn't mean anything to me. I'm starting this game up for the first time. Like, why are you throwing me all these ads before I can get into the menu of this game? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Like, it would make more sense if you had played some of the game and then they go, oh, hey, try this out. You know? Or if I, like, hit multiplayer and then it was like, oh, yeah, here, you know, here's all the server stuff. Uh... There's a ton of costume DLC in that game that I own like 99% of uh, because of that code. And it's like, here's Ryu. Here's Ryu in a Halloween costume. Here's Ryu as Santa. Here's Ryu in like his underwear. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I like, it's, it's honestly overwhelming in a, in a, in a way. Uh, I, I, I played like, so there's, like, character stories and then, like, a main story. You have to download right. the main story separately, which is mm-hmm. baffling. No, because that came out after. That's why. Yeah, but, like, why wouldn't you just download it? Like, for people who, like, who already own the game before, I can understand that. If people are, like, upgrading, why wasn't it just downloaded from, for me from the start? <laughs> I don't, because it's it was always put into the game that way, I guess, so... Yeah. Also, like, the character stories, like what was said four years ago, like, laughable, because it's, like, three fights. Mm -hmm. It's over. And then I'm getting, like, fight bucks, and I'm like, I have no... I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to spend this on. Like... Because that was before the championship edition, so I guess you would have bought all of the the costumes with that or something. Yeah. Well, no, I think that... I think... Well, there are, like, one or... There's, like, three or four costumes I don't actually own yet. Like, Mm -hmm. one of some of my characters, like, baseball outfit. I'm like, all right. And then I can't even buy it with fight bucks. I have to. I have to buy it with real money, because like part of the Capcom Ultimate Four Pack or something or whatever. And I'm yeah. Like, okay. What do I spend this money on then? I think I found like one thing. It was a like character color or a uh, main menu color schemes. And I'm like, well, this is certainly thrilling. <laughs> it sounds like you just hate that game. Well, no, it's still Street Fighter. Like, that's fine, but I'm just, it's just like, this is like nuts. Like, the way you design this thing. Like, holy Christ. Apparently, the netcode's still bad for that game, too. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, uh, yeah, it's just, it's hilarious. Like, you can tell it's a real budget game, also, in like certain areas. Like, they spent time and money making that Dragon Ball fighting game. 
they didn't spend time and money making this one. <laughs> well, they definitely put it out in a way of like, oh, let's just put it out and then we'll keep improving it. And then I think it got to the point where they just stopped improving it. Yeah. I mean, it's still, like, like I said, it's still a decent enough game. You know, Ryu still plays like Ryu. I mean, I beat, like, the Street Fighter arcade mode. And it was, sort of hilariously, like, four fights and only had, like, six characters in it. Like, it, like, breaks it down by, like, era. So you can, like, play through the Street Fighter 3 story and only play Street Fighter 3 characters. I was like, that's interesting, I guess. And one of the characters is, like, nuts in that game. Like, the they repackaged the boss from Street Fighter 4, this guy named Seth. Into a female body, who was like crazy, and it's like this is weird. Like this is like beyond weird, actually. Like what, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, always want to, always want to surprise Capcom. Yeah, I mean, like it. If you, hey, if you like Street Fighter, go for it. But turn off the ads when you can. The first thing you can do. <laughs> uh, I feel like. I don't know. I mean, how many people don't have the some version of Street Fighter Five at this point? I didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you didn't. I don't think. I mean, I I, I actually like Street Fighter Four, but yeah, I didn't. I only got this one because Adam was like, "Anyone want it?" And I was like, "Well, I'm the guy here who plays usually plays fighting games, so that's only me, I guess." <laughs> Is it for the Switch or? For... No, PS uh, PS Four. It's only on uh, PS Four and PC, I think. Oh, okay. And I think they abandoned... Yeah. But, yeah, other than that, playing a bunch of other lower garbage. <laughs> okay. Um, any other progress on Mega Man Zero? Or? Uh, I beat Mega Man Zero, the first one. I have to uh, start at Mega Man 2. Like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to beat every one of those games, because it's not necessary. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Especially Just since, like, I, I think most of those Mega Man games kind of play... Or the Zero ones... Like zero, one through four, kind of play the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing about those collections—you don't necessarily have to play through every single. Because a lot of the older games, you know, you don't. It's after a while it starts getting kind of samey, you know. You're not well, yeah, experience. It becomes iter iterative, not like revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to experience the entire game to to really get the gist of it, you know. Yeah. If it has some kind of revolutionary story where you, you need to get to the end to see the good stuff, and cool. You, know? you don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't. So. Um, so, and I'm sure there'll be somebody out in the crowd go, oh, here's those people. They review games. They don't finish them. Hey, I'm not, I'm not promoting that. I'm saying when it's a collection well, and you're playing like six or seven games. Also, when the games are 10 years old. Yeah. And also, also like... It's a Mega Man game. It's not like the last half hour of that game is going to be so groundbreaking that <laughs> it's going to totally change your view on the whole, you know, the whole game. Oh no, yeah, it's. it's, it's I mean, you, you could honestly play like, you could play those games for, like the first two bosses and get get your fill. It's like, all right, yeah, I, mean, I get this. That's it. <laughs> it's not going to change much other than you get more different powers. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. And that's it for uh, games we were playing. Uh, just quickly, uh, PS Plus games for March, which I think technically now they, they are out there for you to purchase. Or not purchase, well, for you to download. Yeah, just download. get uh, Add Sonic, to your library. <laughs> Sonic Forces, which is not... 
Um, Good. Gen- <laughs> yeah, Generations was okay. Sonic Forces is not one of those. I think that really Sonic not. Forces is the real creepy one. We can like make a character and they're yeah. different animals. <laughs> but Shadow of the Colossus, however, that is a fantastic game that everybody should go download. Um, and you're getting the the remastered version, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give that a shot. Or you know. Yeah, one of the greatest games of all time. So definitely worth uh, worth checking out for that. And going from one great game to perhaps another, it got a release date. Talking about Ghost of Tsushima, uh, the first big uh, Sony announcement of the day uh, on the PlayStation blog, Soccer Punch. Uh, revealed not only that Ghost of Tsushima comes out June 26th, but also that uh, there's a new story trailer that you can go watch, so you can kind of see um, Ghost and I think it's his grandfather, um, like training and stuff like that, and then it goes forward and you see them getting ready for this uh, big invasion of the Mongols and all that kind of stuff. And there's also like four different editions of the freaking game. Yep. Uh, so, if you want the collector's edition or the uh, digital deluxe edition or uh, other kind of special editions, um, so that uh, I love that mask that comes with the collector's edition. That looks pretty awesome. Uh, I still prefer the Persona Five one. <laughs> and then there's a, a hero of Tsushima, and then a freaking the horse and something else that's like a figures, I guess. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there, there's a lot there uh, for you to for you to check out for sure. Um, it cost a hundred and seventy dollars. Yep. Um, that's a there is a lot of stuff there. So, and if you pre-order any edition of Ghost of Tsushima, you get the dynamic theme, which is a very uh, Sony thing to do because if you download the demo. For Final Fantasy 7, you get a theme. Yeah. Uh, when the game releases, if you buy the game, so. Um, and then of course you were telling me that Tifa also has a theme, but you have to buy like chocolate candy bars. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, no, I have to buy two though. You know, buy like you like buy seven or something, but. <laughs> I wonder why they chose that. Like, so is yeah. Aerith is gonna be uh, Aerith gonna have a theme that's tied to like candy, so, or like if you buy hair bows. I mean, you have to buy flowers. Yep, or flower. Yeah, exactly. Get, buy flowers. dot com or whatever. The, what, what it, well, there, there's one eight hundred flowers and there's like, um, I think it's a FTD something and there's a bunch of those services yeah. uh, at this point. Um, but the theme looks kind of cool. You, know, you can yeah. there's pictures of it. So there's that. Are, are, is uh, Ghost of Tsushima one of your games you're kind of excited about? Or I guess maybe. I like their last game, the Infamous. They did Infamous, right? Yeah, they're the Infamous yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give it a shot, I guess. And I mean, I'm sure it'll get good reviews. I mean, they don't really make bad games. So. Oh no, definitely, uh, especially with the. It's it seems like it's very going to be very difficult and um just looks how uh, how immersive it is and what you what I've seen and looks uh, pretty awesome so yeah yeah 
And another uh, perhaps awesome thing is that Last of Us is getting a... T so, you know, we have that Uncharted movie that may not ever see the light of day. And, well, I mean, who knows? No. Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland there, maybe it might. But Last of Us is getting a TV show uh, with HBO, of all people. You know, um, Halo kind of being with Showtime. And we haven't heard it much of... Of what's going on with that show, by the way, in a while. Um, but Last of Us landing on HBO, that is a big deal because, you know, HBO doesn't just take anything. They take, you know, something that they feel like is, is going to be in their ballpark, and Last of Us certainly fits into that. And the fact also that, like, Neil Druckmann is involved in it, which I think is a bit, you know, even says speaks more volumes because I don't think anybody in Naughty Dog is involved with Uncharted, the Uncharted movie. So, yeah, and then also to have, like, uh, Craig Mazin, or Mazin, yeah, uh, who's the writer behind the Chernobyl series, which is a uh, freaking great. Uh, you should definitely go check it out. Um, uh, if uh you haven't watched it already. I uh, I don't see this actually coming out or being made. <laughs> this? You don't think it will? I mean, just there are too many other high-profile... It's more about movies, but there are too many like high-profile movies that always get... You know, they always announce it and, hey, hey we, got this, we got this director. And then they get crushed out and never made. <laughs> like, remember when like Netflix was rumored to do like a Metroid, a Metroid TV show? Yeah... I mean, hey, I think... you know, good luck. I mean, if if it comes out, cool, and I'll probably give it a watch, depending on the cast. But I just, I have, like, just no faith in most of these adaptations or, you know, most of these things. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, the the Mario movie from the Illumination people, I think that'll be good. Uh, and I think that will definitely come out. And then, did you see that poll that, came out that it was like the most wanted video game movies and I think it was like Mario was number one which is obviously getting a movie and then Pac-Man of all things hey man Pac-Man has a rich and storied legacy <laughs> yeah I think I've seen enough of a, like Wreck-It Ralph and then in the what the pixel movie I think that that was enough yeah um, and then it was like all these old like Donkey Kong and it's like okay we're, I don't think we're really thinking about franchises that would be actually be really good as movies but um i, I think not i think uh, la getting the story of last of us and getting to put that into a tv show i think that's perfect for what last of us is because it's basically already a cinematic experience as it is oh yeah so, i mean i mean it has a story you can't say that about like pac-man or mario really i mean yeah, so no yeah definitely it's a story made for something like that and uh, i mean i think Having such a high-profile writer on it suddenly lends itself to getting the Uncharted treatment where you might run down a rabbit hole. But I think with HBO being involved, I could definitely see this coming out. And then also for them to sort of hint that this is just one of perhaps many collaborations between HBO and Sony Pictures and PlayStation Productions Yeah. Uh, to come. So, 
you think that means if this does well, we'll get like a God of War TV show then? I mean, maybe. Depends what Dave Batista's doing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. I mean, maybe Drax is his own Marvel movie by then. Uh, I mean, maybe, but I don't think compared to like Microsoft or even, well, especially Nintendo, like Sony doesn't have a great lineup of live action shows it can make or like, you know, franchises. Yeah, I mean, when you get past God of War, I think that's when you start. Well, I mean, Horizon. Well, Horizon would be expensive. There's always like Killzone or Infamous. That'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, Infamous would be cool. I could see them doing Infamous. I mean, it's... but I mean, you can't you can't make like a live action Ratchet and Clank or Sly Sly Cooper movie or TV show. They could do they could do Ratchet and Clank. I mean, HBO owns Sesame Street. I mean, they they are not opposed to doing kids stuff. So yeah, but I mean, they're not in the you know they might have like one or two kid shows, but they would like this. You know, if they're getting, trying to get high-profile people to do shows, it's like, hey, right. let's make let's have Steven Spielberg make a Ratchet and Clank TV show for us. <laughs> What's I know Taika Waititi just announced he's going to do a, a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or Willy yeah. Wonka TV show or two of them or something. So it's like, all right. I think I think it's going to be very interesting what happens with HBO Max, and I think they will have to eventually have. Um, aside from Sesame Street, like, have kids stuff, and maybe if, if this works well, they could do a Ratchet and Clank, or they could do, um, something like, like, you know, well, they don't own Crash anymore, I would have said that. Where's the, uh, super gritty HBO adaptation of Knack? <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I hope I never see announced. For that, I just want them to redo Oz at the main character. Tobias Beecher be the Knack character. <laughs> but she's is getting raped by uh, J.K. Simmons. No, not going there. Not, I'm just going to leave that where it is. What if Knack had a swastika tattooed on his ass? Well, <laughs> that, that one. Oh, my God. Okay, we're going, we're going into a really bad, really bad territory here. So, um... Moving away from that, well, not really, because we're staying in some really bad territory, because we're talking about the coronavirus. God, I feel like this is the inescapable thing at this point. Yeah, um, it's because people are dumb. <laughs> well, I, I had a, I actually had to take, because the only gaming convention that has actually taken place, because it was, like, way too... Um, it was at that point where, like, they had to do it, because it was just too far gone to, to cancel it. So PAX East happened and in Boston. Uh, there's also bad stories of um, Bob Workman doing bad things uh, that has surfaced that I'm not going to get into here, but you know. And then also like people just doing bad things at parties. But uh, aside from those which, again, don't condone and I think that's terrible that people still can't go to these conventions and just have uh, the freedom to know that they're going to be okay. Um, but uh, I actually had to take a call at work of somebody. This is the you know national hotline for Boston. And they have a person that's not quarantined, but they've he's been in the hospital for four days with a fever. And it finally, like, broke... 
And so they were trying to figure out whether that person should get to go home or not. But then they're getting calls from other national places that are worried about whether he has the coronavirus or not. And he went to PAX East. And, uh, you know, the person actually didn't know what PAX East was. They explained what that was. And the the person on the phone was like, there's, there's things called gaming conventions? Okay. I was like, well, you certainly have been living under... I didn't say that, but you've certainly been living under a rock for I don't know how long. But, you know... Either way, uh, so definitely coronavirus concerns coming out of there, and that's why, of many reasons, because we've seen more and more uh, cases happen. We've already seen people passing away in Washington State, uh, which seems to be the most affected state by this at this point. Um, and people. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but hey, you know what? These things always start small, and then... You know, I, I did the math yesterday, or a few days ago. Do you know how small the math is? Yeah, but how many cases are there in China right now? Do, do you know how many people there are in China? Yeah, <laughs> like, I know, but I'm just saying, like... There could be 100,000 cases in China, and it would still be completely insignificant. Yeah, but here it's because... People are panicky idiots? <laughs> Oh, well, the regular, I, the regular flu kills more people than this thing has. Yes, certainly, but I I think that's because we're kind of controlling it, and we're not like. It was down to a certain number of people. It wasn't like a whole city freaking all of a sudden freaking got it, and there was no way you could contain it other than doing like the martial rule they're doing now, where like you can't leave your house, and that's the only reason that the cases have gone down because people are just basically shut there but yeah you know it's called panic <laughs> well it's not just that i think it's the the country's government is also a different than ours they can get away with stuff like that we couldn't do that here so you know like um i just i think it's one of these where you certainly have to be cautious about it because you know you're filling thousands of people into rooms and other places to go to GDC which is which got postponed and who knows if it's actually going to happen in the summer uh, there was already so many people pulling out that you had half the floor space gone even if they were yeah. going to go ahead and have it so it would have been severely affected um, already the weird thing is like some of the like I think we talked about last week like some of these California based um, places like really all you have to do is drive up the road you know but I get it I think it's more of a responsibility of well what if one of those people that happen to just be going up the road happens to get infected and then we're responsible for having that person have gone there so and then they get stuck here and, that, and that's the thing too that's even worse is because of our um healthcare system nobody from overseas wants to come over here and get stuck here <laughs> so i don't blame them either uh you yeah. know um it, the e fan fest got canceled uh there's been fighting tournaments everywhere get canceled that when those many of those were already going to happen in china um 
or South Korea or Taipei or something like that. That's already in that area. But, um, you know, and, and the, the question now is, especially after Los Angeles declared a state of emergency, is E3 going to get postponed or canceled? You know? Um, I mean, according to them, not yet. But we'll see, you know, when more panic units start freaking out. <laughs> Well, I know, okay, but here's the thing, though, Mark, like, I get what you're saying, but if you're going into a huge area, and let's say, like, ten people got in, you don't even know who those ten people are, and then everybody's cutting the same controllers, and even if you go and wipe them, wipe them down after everybody even uses them, like, it's, I don't know, you're just putting a lot of risk out there. I have a good immune system. I'm not old, young, or immunocompromised. I'm cool. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, you you would have more risk about your daughter, but I mean, she's not. I mean, she's eleven. She's eight, and I. Oh, eight. Like. I mean, that's more of a risk. I mean, but still, she's not like two or one. I mean. Right, but I mean, kids not, are more not, susceptible to that. Yeah. Hey, I'm not saying like if I was going to put, you know, start licking controllers or licking consoles at E3 or you know, whatever weird perverse shit goes down the bathrooms or whatever. But yeah, just people, people are just like spinning out of control. Yeah, I mean, I agree with like, you. Just I like just I... like with every other two year virus, like the swine flu or. SARS or well, SARS almost—it almost did uh, did cancel some major things. I mean, right now we're talking about possibly having the Olympics canceled in Japan. I mean, yeah, like... here, here, you know how many people have died from this? You know, from it about uh, thirty-two hundred deaths out of seven point two billion people. <laughs> well, what? What? When the deaths are above bil- above a billion, then I'll be concerned. When it's below the amount of deaths of, that I sh- that sharks, you don't want to even get close to that number. And the only way you can do that is by canceling these events and not having a large number of people get around well, each other like that. I mean, what are you, at that point, why not just erect a big bubble around your house so no one can ever come in and you can... Well, be... obviously, you're not going to be able to just not go anywhere. People have to go to work. People have to have to go to the store to buy groceries because uh, having them delivered uh, can be just as dangerous because you don't know if the person that's delivering it to you has, is sick. And then even then, it's like that costs more because there's a delivery fee. So, like, you know... People have to have to go out. They can't just. I mean, I don't know how they're doing it in China and South Korea and, and some of these places, but in Japan, but like, there's no way they're gonna cancel school nationwide for a month. They're just not gonna do it. So kids are gonna go to school. Kids are gonna get sick. Kids are gonna go to daycares and get sick, like they always do. And like, you know, um, uh, people are going to go to work. I mean, we have a rule now at, at my job where you have to wipe down your computer and your your desk area before you leave, and you have to sign, and I actually forgot to do that today. And, like, I did it when I got there, but I forgot to do it when I went home because I'm the last person there, and I just I completely just forgot about it. But it's like, 
Um, you know, I think you, you do have to be a little bit more considerate of the fact that I understand why they're doing it, but it is, I think the bigger deal here is, and, and also game, Gamescom is in trouble because of this, but I think the bigger deal here for me is if E3 gets canceled, I think E3 is in trouble for next year. I think if you have all these companies do directs, they're going to be like, well, why the hell do we need to go to E3? I mean, considering that how many people have already left E3, like Jeff Keighley, and today was the I Am 8-Bit guys, and all the headaches that they, you know, people already pulling out, not even because of the stupid virus, but just they just want to be there, like Sony and Nintendo. It's like, yeah. Well, Nintendo was going to be there anyway. They just, you know... I, and I think, like, for Microsoft to do a direct, and Square Enix was already doing one... But, like, all these press conferences now, they just have their own digital thing. Like, they could say, well, why do we need to spend all this money on E3 and just, we'll just do a digital one? You know, I think it could definitely change the way we look at E3. E3 could just be nothing if it gets canceled. I, I think it'll be an absolute shell of itself, and you, you have well, to I worry mean, about that. There were already a few years, where, you know, when it slimmed down in, like, 2007 and 2008. I mean, it came back then. Yeah, but I, I just don't know. Like, that was before the digital age where you could, you was... could announce something on any day and it gets the press for that day. Like, that didn't happen back then, really. You had to wait until the – you still had to wait until the magazines came out. So... Well, I mean, like, GameSpot was still going to that thing. Right, yeah. I but. mean, now now you don't really have people... You don't have outlets asking for floor space. They just do everything in a studio. And then yeah. they have people go out there and play the games and whatever. So. Right. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be interesting how this goes, but I think, obviously, there are way bigger impacts than just these game... Uh, shows. I think, like I said, the fact that the Olympics and the Euros are being considered to be canceled or postponed, uh, which are much bigger events, I think says a lot about... I mean, obviously the fear of the virus spreading, um, but also... And obviously those are in places that are being affected more highly by this, you know, uh, Euros is in London, which is not far from Italy, where Italy is the big European country right now that's feeling it. And then, you know, Japan is not very far. It's in Asia, and it's feeling that as well. So, uh, you know, I just, I mean, definitely you have to wonder if T Tokyo Game Show is going to happen. Um, if if uh, coronavirus is still huge when that's supposed to go down. So, yeah, I think this is something we are going to have to monitor. We're going to keep talking about this probably for weeks and weeks, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah. Just just be on the lookout. But right now, E3 says now they're monitoring things closely after a day after they'd said they're full speed ahead with preparations. So, yeah, things can change by the day, uh, certainly, with, this, with how this thing's going. Yeah. Uh, something I should have talked about when we were talking about the demo. Uh, but uh, Red 13 will not be playable in the first part of FF7 Remake. Uh, uh, Noki Hamaguchi said that 
by the time Red 13 joins the party in the story, it's very late on. So we figured yeah. if we're not going to, if we're going to have him there at all, we might as well just have him be like a guest character. And he just kind of, he's an AI partner. He's not where you can control him. Um, and I, I liked using Red 13. I love that part where he comes in, you get to use him for the first time and kind of get to discover his moves and stuff. So I'm gonna kind I mean, of I miss that a little bit. But. I don't remember what what was special about him. Well, he was fast, and his techniques were pretty strong for that time where he comes into the game. Well, I don't remember like what was his like limit break, because I don't think I really used him at all. Uh, is it that one where he like spins? And okay. I, I know he has the sled fang thing where he spins and then attacks you or whatever, and and he could also do magic and um he could do like long range and short range attacks. So okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I get it. Like, if they're not really going to explore his uh, like going to Cosmo Canyon and all that stuff until the second game, then yeah. Well, I mean. Like I said, like I've always said, I think like the minute you get out of Midgar, then the game ends. That's why Midgar is going to be forty hours long. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, like like they said, they had to make it worth it for you to buy that game. So. Yeah. Do you think this will be a profitable game for them? Oh, or do you think come, it'll oh, be like? On. I'm. I'm not. I think it'll sell. I mean, that's not the issue. Do you think it'll be profitable? That's the issue. <laughs> Oh, uh... I mean, think about how much money and time they've dumped into this game over the past decade. <laughs> I I seriously wonder if they don't put some kind of part one somewhere where you can immediately see it, that there's going to be a lot of backlash of people being upset. Yeah. That I mean, don't they, pay attention to gaming news, that just pick I, this up. I think I was listening to the Bombcast, and Je- or Jeff talked about that. Like, you know, he was at a store, and some guy... Was all, was all excited to buy it, and Jeff was like, your words, part one, right? And the guy was like, what? <laughs> like, because the game doesn't say that. No, yeah, of course. Square Enix is kind of banking on idiots that, not idiots, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. People that are just unaware that will buy this, and then they get to that part of the game and go, what? That's it? But also, I mean, yeah, like, it's not like, oh, they're pulling like a Metal Gear, you know, 2 or something, where it's like, oh, they're only showing you Midgar, and Surprise! Like the rest, the other eighty percent of the Final Fantasy VII story is also on the disc. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, it could be another two years before you see the other part. So, <laughs> you know, um, two years. <laughs> I guess being way, very optimistic. <laughs> well, if it takes some really long, I mean, it. I, I think mean, it just depends, right? Like, that, how many that's parts the, are we looking at? That's the problem with Final Fantasy VII story. Is you know. The first disc is great because it's all Midgar stuff, but those other two discs, especially disc two, they go to a lot of different areas that are very different looking. Yeah. Like, and let's say slim that down and say, hey, you're going to spend a lot of time in uh, Wutai or was it what was the other big town like Junon or Juno? Yeah, or... like I don't think you'll, I don't think they're going to make Yuffie optional. I think you're going to. They're going to make her part of the story. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if Vincent plays a bigger de- role than he played in the original. You know, like, they are saying that they're changing things or they're adding things. So I could definitely see them 
doing that to make I I just don't like I don't think it behooves them to make this bigger than like three parts. I I don't think they can. <laughs> like I think if you make something even bigger than Final Fantasy 13, like it's like yeah. Unless unless you're telling me that this is going to become like a Final Fantasy 14 deal where you're just basically telling us you're making expansions. That was every that was a year or so then Yeah, here here's the Costa del Sol <laughs> you know game. Yeah, like if you're going to do something like that where but they're not going to. I think their plan is to make sure each one of these gets a disc release and this is a big deal and whatever. So I don't think you can do that where um you just release little DLC parts, and then all of a sudden, oh, here's the next big game. Like, I think you just confuse the crap out of people. So it's like, I just feel like if you get past three parts, you're, it's it's crazy to what you're asking people to. I mean, there's, people are gonna pay it. I'm not saying I oh, wouldn't yeah. either. It's just, man, I don't know. I just don't. I really don't want us to be talking about PS6 and we still haven't finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. Well, hey, man, it'll be a race between Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy VII and uh, uh, Shenmue. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some other people complaining about, or not complaining, but talking about, like, Final Fantasy VII feels like Final Fantasy XIII. Like, because, like, like soldiers are pretty, uh, not soldier, but, like, the little enemy soldier guys, you can come around, like, one hit. But, like, yeah. the guard dogs and, like, the boss especially, like, if you, like, stagger them. Mm-hmm, yeah, that, and, they and said they, that was pulled from 13. And it's like, well, first of all, Final Fantasy 15 had that also. And second of all, like, that's the only thing that Final Fantasy 13 had. I mean, because it's all, like, the auto battle system and, you know, switching classes and that bullshit. It's like... I love that stuff in 13. This is not... Me. This does not feel like Final Fantasy 13 at all. Like... <laughs> No, yeah, but I, I liked that part of the Battle of 13 of just, they took some stuff from 12 of having the different, like, systems that you can change out whenever you want to, and then kind of made it faster. Yeah. And I think that's that's sort of what they're trying to do, like, taking parts of 15, taking parts of 13. Yeah. And then putting that into 7's gameplay. It's not bad. There's a funny sequence in Final Fantasy, though, the demo, where, like, you, Barrett, and Jesse are running through, like, laser grids, like, you know, laser tripwires. Mm-hmm. And I just thought to myself, you know, if I had a sword I could throw and just magically teleport, this would be a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, let's go from one part to the other. I'm sure someone will hack that into the PC version. <laughs> I'm sure. Wouldn't be a surprise at all there. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of uh, one screenish game to another... Uh, Yoshinori Kotatsu, who's the one uh, directing the uh, original Final Fantasy VII, and he's a producer on Remake, uh, also has a large, um, you know, thing to do with Parasite Eve. And so uh, Kenny Omega was interviewing him for the Square Enix YouTube channel and talked to him about, hey, this could be a great time for you to bring back Parasite Eve. Look at what Capcom's doing with Resident Evil. And, you know, people are kind of hungry for these survival horror games right now. And Parasite Eve had, um, so, Parasite Eve had some, you know, a, a cool character. Especially, you know, if people are with, like, having female leads right now in video games and stuff like that. I mean, I think uh, he's on to something there. I was a Parasite Eve fan. 
Well, like, so was I. I mean, I was like the first, like, kind of the first one I can think of that, like, she was a, you know, a heroine or like a, a female character. But she wasn't like, over, she wasn't like sexualized, like Aurora Croft. <laughs> yeah, she was just, she had to go through and deal with these nasty I mean, creatures. And... I, I mean, her, her main outfit was basically like jeans, I think like a white shirt and like a leather coat. And that was about it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think that what I liked, too, is that, you know, there was some RPG stuff in there, too. It wasn't just all survival horror. There was... Oh, it was, ne- it was never survival. It was all RPGs. There was never yeah. any survival horror. Yeah, so... What, you, what did combine... the... Uh... Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, like, what did the Japanese man say? <laughs> yeah, just... Um, I think he said that it'd be a shame if you couldn't do something... Uh, with those characters, I mean eh. that that's nice, but also I look at like the third birthday, and would be like, no, whoever whoever okayed that, no, are they out of the company? Because no. <laughs> yeah, but I think that by then they had lost the original vision for Parasite Eve at that point. I mean, you can say the same thing about two, because like two is like much more of like a Resident Evil game. Like it's not that that. More is a survival horror ish type of game because it's like active and mm-hmm. it doesn't have like the sphere aiming system, whatever the hell Parasite Eve 1 had. I mean, I love Parasite Eve 1, and Parasite Eve 2 is interesting. It's not, it's not like it's as good as 1, but it's fine. <laughs> you ever see the movie? No, I've not. I know there was a movie made, yeah. It has like nothing to do with the game, it's really impressive. <laughs> I think they I think they based the game on the movie. What third birthday or the the second? Oh, like the Parasite Eve game was based on like this movie. I think, I think the movie came first, or maybe it's like some novel. Oh, it's a book that was made from for, to the game. Yeah. Okay, and then so the uh, yeah there was a adap- the film adaptation released before Parasite Eve two. Yeah, but it has nothing to do with. The game, no, uh, has nothing to do with the game. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, like, no, the movie came. The movie came first because that's ninety seven. I'm looking at that now. Okay, and so the game... the, well, the novel's ninety five. Yeah, yeah. And then it says that uh, the game came out in ninety eight. Yeah, it's a sequel to the novel. Well, at the yeah. same time, two Parasite Eve mangas and a film adaptation released. Yep. So basically, that all kind of came out at the same time. Yeah, and then nothing, Parasite Eve two came out after, which but it wasn't much later. It was like ninety nine. So yeah, and Third Birthday was a spinoff. It wasn't necessarily a, you know, it's meant to be a Parasite Eve three or whatever. Well, you play as Aya, so okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> like yeah, I... it just has its stupid like character switching system and it's like no <laughs> like i don't want to do this it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a good idea let's be honest yeah well uh square enix also won't release any next gen exclusive games for a while kind of following the trend of uh microsoft and some other uh third parties as well um that you know because of backwards compatibility they're going to be releasing Final Fantasy 7 remake and um Avengers and some of their other games on Series X and PS5, uh, but they may not necessarily release them on an extra disc. 
you'll just get the upgrade or because backwards compatibility just works so what do you think about that like more third parties kind of saying hey what's the rush in making these next-gen exclusives Let's I mean kinda... that'll last for a year or two until they get up to snuff and you know the launch you know the base for the PS5 and Xbox become big enough for them to make start making exclusives yeah, I think you also got some time to start making those games too. But also, I think like I mean, current consoles are really wrung out to dry as far as like, well, maybe not the PS4 Pro and Xbox One X, but like the PS4 base and Xbox One are like tapped right now as far as power. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I was talking, I was talking to uh, Randy earlier about he's playing Control, and he's like, this thing is like, he's playing it on PS4 on PS4 now, and he's like. This thing's kind of janky. And I thought it was on a, I thought it was on a base system. And I was like, yeah. He was like, yeah, when I pause the game, it takes like a few seconds for it to like stutter back into, you know, after I pause it, it takes a few seconds to stutter back into play, playable. And I was like, you think that was bad? Try the launch model. <laughs> yeah, they've patched it since then. Yeah, and yeah. it's still, still screwed up. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. Um, that's, that's why I'm glad I played that on PC and not, not on uh, one of the systems. Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely... They did not make it with those games, uh, those older systems in mind. So, certainly they had to, but... Uh, speaking of uh, having to uh, go back a little bit, the creator of the Konami Code uh, passed away. Um, Kasu, Kasuhisa Hashimoto... Um, died and the news was announced by a composer and uh, former Konami collaborator Yuji Taniguchi um, he uh, it, it like I'll be honest I wasn't like it took me a while to, to play like a lot of third party stuff on uh, Super Nintendo because I think I really didn't you know I didn't really get to um you know, when you're a kid, you don't really get to choose a lot of the games uh, that people buy you. Um, yeah. So it wasn't until like after I think it was it wasn't until like around the PS2 where I finally was able to be old enough to go in a store and be like, "That's what I want." That's yeah. What I want. You know, so like my dad would just surprise me with stuff, and. Um, so, it, you know, when I had my Super Nintendo, I remember having the Super Mario World, and that's kind of... And then I had some other games, and most of them were, like, sports and, like, Kirby and things like that. So, um, I didn't get to play, you know, Castlevanias or Gradius or... or um, Contra. Contra, which is where the... Most people think that... Where it, most of the time, the Konami code is, like, most well-known because it gave you, like, 20 lives or whatever. 30. Thirty. Uh, Okay. Yep. Yeah, I mean, so what is your um did you get to play a lot of these games back in the day? Uh I definitely did Contra on the NES. Uh yeah, I'm reading up on it now. It came up with a Gradius, but no one played that. <laughs> At least like the NES version. Uh yeah, it was cool. I mean Easter eggs and cheat codes are always fun. And yeah, they kept and using it's, it for a while, so <laughs> it's something that's cool because it's like lived on. Uh, yeah. And many other games like you know Fortnite, Rocket League, all you you know League of Legends, they use it. And uh, yeah, I remember like seeing that in Wreck-It Ralph, and 
it popped me for a little bit, you know, like, I was like, oh, yeah, cool, the, um, the, uh, up, up, down, down, left, 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 right, left, right, VA start is in there, and they use it, that's awesome, um, so, you know, uh, creator of the Konami code, you'll be forever remembered, because this goes beyond gaming, yeah, and thank you for that, sir, it's, yeah, it's cool. Uh, Platinum Games has opened up a new studio. Uh, it's a new studio in Tokyo. Um, so this studio will bring aboard 100 more employees, uh, which uh, will make up their entire... It'll be... Make it 340 employees that they'll have after this. So this is where that 10 cent money went. And so now... and the, Basically, they're saying they're opening this up so that not only can they do their own stuff, which is what you know Project GG got announced, but uh, they also did this so that they can uh, have be able to, to do the, the the collaborative stuff. Yeah. Um, so I know, like they're plan too. they're planning to like you know make their own games, and that's cool. But I mean, I'm sure they'll still be making people games that people you know people want them to make. <laughs> right, like Bayonetta three. And well, or, or like me, you know, to make another near game. I'm sure that'll be them. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely because um, it has their combat, so you definitely yeah. gotta. Well, like the near, first near didn't, but that's why it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, some people like it, like Yens. Yeah, but they're wrong and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, but that's good. I'm glad that they're you know getting to still do the fun games collaboratively with other studios and then got to make their own and uh, I was surprised to learn that uh, Beautiful Joe apparently has taught us the wonderful 101 and that Project GG is now like the the end of the trilogy for yeah. this uh, only Platinum would think of you didn't like Beautiful Joe? <laughs> I did like Beautiful Joe yeah, I mean, if they want to bring it, favorite games on the game. If, no, if they want to bring it back, or you know, buy from Capcom, or you know, I, I think I think that relationship is cooled, or not, you know, they are more willing to work together. So I say go for it. And definitely, at least you know, put the games on the Switch or something. Yeah, or put that PS2 version with Dante because that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. I agree. He, play, he, he played different. He played. Very differently from Joe, so that was actually. I mean, it wasn't just some like skin. <laughs> yeah, I. I it, it was also interesting to learn the uh, the reason why they didn't have it for Xbox was because apparently the engine for Wonderful 101, and the engine that's used on the Xbox is like way too different that they can't couldn't make it work. It cost way too much money. <laughs> I guess it's probably the real reason of no one. Is playing the Xbox, <laughs> so or they're just waiting to see if Microsoft would pony up the money to yeah make it work on the Xbox. Uh, I think that's the real reason, actually. <laughs> but you know, whatever. I mean, hey, it's what they're saying. So uh, I'm not a developer. I can't uh, act like I I know whether that's the truth or not. But yeah, in interesting and. I, I'm excited for what they're doing. I'm glad that they're getting to make their own games, and I'll be interested to see if, once they finally like make our 
a true like original IP that's not tied to anything that they've made previously. And what I that's want I just want them to make Okami too. <laughs> hey, could happen. Yeah. They'd have to. Doesn't Capcom like own that? Yeah. But again, if you know, if they get beautiful Joe, then we go like, hey, you want to make this also? Because we're not going to do anything with it ever. <laughs> ah, what do you think of the uh, Stadia getting a new studio? Laughable. <laughs> hey, they took a pretty big person away from Sony Santa Monica to to get it though I mean yeah but it's just, it's just not no one cares like, yeah I mean it, it was certainly the news of the day today they don't care I mean like it's such, the thing is so dead in the water like I thought, I mean, I thought, well what's so generous. funny was they uh Immediately, she they announced that, and they immediately Son of Santa Monica already announces that her replacement. I thought it was funny. I think a few days ago, when they when studio, they I think it was Polygon or Kotaku or someone asked like studios like, well, hey, why aren't you making your games for you know why aren't you porting porting your games to Stadia? And they were like, well, Google isn't paying us, and there's not enough of a base there for us to you know for us to make it worth our while. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like. I don't and, blame. And they're also worried about if yeah, long term shut it down. Yeah, which I would be too. Like, hey, it's nice that Jade Raymond's working for Google, you know, a state, a state, you know, heading up their city development. But how long do you think she's going to be there? Or, you know, how long is that job going to last? Yeah, it could be like Amazon, where it's just there and you don't hear about it. They go to these conventions and you're kind of like, oh, they're making a game, really? Okay. Amazon had, they had a fighting game that they like they basically canceled. That's like, well, okay, and why are you still making doing anything? Because uh, they gotta, they have contracts, I guess, and they gotta keep paying people. Yeah, I mean, I think Amazon is actually making that everything game, or ever whatever Leslie Benzies is doing. Like they have some like game engine called like Amazon Lumberyard or like Lumber mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. It's like, well, what game uses that? Like, none. And, you know, you just want to be a surprise? Be like, hey, it's out now. Like, people like to build up some type of hype. <laughs> yeah. Um, but hey, you know. Uh, hey, the SteamWorld games are going to come out for it, so. Or Ooh. they're already out, sorry. Uh, the SteamWorld Quest game and SteamWorld Dig 2. I could think of no system worse to play Steam World Quest on than that thing. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do it either. I love it on my Switch. I'm not going to play it on Stadia. Well, so, Quest in particular had that was the RPG, right? Yes, the card game. Yeah. Oh no, I'm thinking of Steam World Heist. That's the bad one. Quest would probably be fine. Heist was a shit piece of shit one. Yeah, I I think I have Heist and I've never touched it. Heist is like an RPG where, like, positioning matters. So, you know, you want to aim for headshots, of you know, for the enemies. But the enemies move even when you're aiming at them. Like, the game is, like, your turn is going on. But, like, the enemies, like, bob up and down. Like, they're breathing or something. Mm-hmm. So it can, affect, it can affect your aim. And it's like, this, this sucks. 
Well, uh, speaking of, did you watch this? Because I, I loved it. Like, I watched it and I was like, man, Yakov Games nailed the everything that, that you know, the things you see in a direct. And they did yeah. so well. Uh, it was like a fun little 12-minute thing that made me laugh uh, a lot of times. It was great. Um, so, uh, they announced the Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, which is like a mixture of like three or four different games. Like, it's got Tetris, and it's also like a dungeon crawler that's also a puzzle adventure game that also has the, you know, the Tetris like falling block stuff. Um, I just thought that was neat. Like, you didn't just make a falling block game, you took it the extra mile, and that's pretty cool to see Yacht Club games do. There's a game on PC, uh, oh, I think it's called You Must Build a Boat, uh, which is very very much the same thing, and the studio also made a game called, oh, what is it? Oh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, 10 Million. It's, you know, pretty much the same thing. Like, it looks, I mean, it's very much a block, you know, puzzle quest looking game, but there's also other crap happening on the screen <laughs> that you have to, like, pay attention to and be aware of. Well, yeah, you also go to, like, place, go to, like, a store and buy things. Yeah. Well, like, and, like you must build a boat, like, literally, like, after you're running, you have to, like, you know, build out this boat. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is it's really cool to see Yacht Club Games doing different things with Shovel Knight now, and they're also doing Shovel Knight Dig, which is basically, like, Steam World Dig, except for Shovel Knight. Yeah, uh, which that'll be great because if you like the Steam World Dig games, it should be just as good. And they're also making uh, some original games as well that don't have to do anything with Shovel Knight. So yeah, uh, pretty awesome to see Yacht Club Games uh, getting to do their their own thing there. Sure. Um, I w- go ahead. No, I just say I wish them well. <laughs> oh, I agree. Uh, I love what Yacht Club Games does and. Keep uh keep doing your thing. Uh, so just looking at uh, new releases here, I talked about it already, but Murder by Numbers uh, out on Switch and PC. Uh, Pathologic is also out on PS Pathologic 2, which is a really good game, is out on PS4 finally. Uh, After Party is out on Switch, so I might check it out now. <laughs> Um, and Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX comes out as well today. Um, and then next week, when we're uh, doing a show, you have Dreadlands, Bless Unleashed, My Heroes 1 Justice 2, and Neo 2, which I'm sure uh, Jens is getting all ready to get super excited about. Yep. So, and then... I mean, this month is the the month of starts the craziness here uh, between this month and next month. So get ready to empty your wallet. It's happening. Yeah, mine's at the end of the month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for that first one, uh, five royal. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still considering Animal Crossing, and Naya says she's interested. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so. That's the the upcoming game. So our topic this week is, I don't know how long it's it's going to uh, be. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so games we would like to see completely remade in the vein of RE2 and FF7 remake, and obviously we're already getting an RE3. 
yeah. remake as well. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. What what is some? Well, like the Parasite Eve is a good 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 one actually. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking like older like PS one games or PS two games. Uh, I think if they actually like remake Kingdom Hearts one with like Kingdom Hearts three's engine, that'd be pretty cool. I think at that point you might as well just remake the whole. Like one and two or whatever, if you're gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, I definitely thought of uh, uh, Skies of Arcadia getting that remake. That yeah. Was, uh, I definitely wanna would wanna see that happening because it's it's been long enough. It's stuck on GameCube and Dreamcast. I'd wanna see it be able to come back, and if they can't do a remaster and they have to remake it I mean, it's definitely a game that deserves it uh, also Xenoblade Chronicles X I definitely would want to see just so you can have the whole Xenoblade Chronicles uh, trilogy on Switch uh, I was thinking like Thousand Arms mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that could be done really well I think now uh, although I think it might be very attacked <laughs> because of like the nature of the game <laughs> oh definitely that's going to get that's gonna get ripped to shreds, Bobby. Uh, if you do a really cool, like Mario horror game, <laughs> have, Mar- have, Mario's, have Mario's missing remake. Yeah, or it's <laughs> Luigi, you know. Hey, Luigi! Already did Luigi's Mansion. Why not? Yeah. Do like true survival horror with Luigi. What else? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I mean, there's just older games that are, like, very, you know, were popular that if they did, like, a new coat of paint, like, I mean, if they just really tried to, like, redo them, it'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, I think, like, you don't have to be, I think the Crash games and Spyro, I think, also showed you, like, you don't have to be as super expansive as FF7 and RE2 and 3 are. I, you yeah. can just do them really great justice and also, you know, kind of make them modern. And it works, you know? Um, like, if they, like, redid Super Metroid, that'd be really cool. Like, maybe kept that perspective, but did, like, a whole completely HD version of that. That would be amazing. Uh, yeah. Uh, or, I mean, those Donkey, old Donkey Kong Country games. I'd love to see them do that because, you know, Crunchy Returns is really great. So if they could or do like a sort of like collection of the best parts of one, two, three. And yeah, I didn't like I didn't like two and three that much. I liked, I just like the first one. Uh, I think really? they got I love Diddy Kong. Uh, is that the second one or third one? That's the second one. Yeah. See, I think the problem with Diddy Kong, my two problems were the female i don't know was her name candy kong or dixie is in the dixie. third one yeah yeah no it's dixie she kind of broke the game <laughs> oh because she can fly sort of yeah and also i didn't like that one as much because uh the art style changed to like be like look really cartoony yeah it's yeah it's true. like characters got big eyes and it's like what is this anime now like what's going on here <laughs> <laughs> also i, I just think I don't think it was like as technically impressive as like the first game. I agree, but I think adding Diddy Kong on the second one 
I think added that different dynamic of okay now you have to learn when you need to use Donkey Kong when you need to use Diddy Kong uh, I just like, used her all the way through <laughs> oh no that's the third one but no I, I used her for the second one too because it's like yeah oh but Diddy Kong sucks now like did <laughs> <laughs> uh, she come available in the second one yeah that because she was introduced in the second one Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. You're trying to rescue Donkey Kong. It's her yeah, and uh, right. Diddy Kong. And then the third one is, like, her and, like, Tiny Kong, like this other one. Yeah, the like, Cousin Kong or whatever his what? name is. Yeah. It's like, okay, this guy's this Kong does not, um, does not belong. belong here. Thank you for just making it. For... Uh, I, I would just... love, I'd love a Jet Force Gemini remake. I was going to say uh, Jack Grand Radio. Yeah, well, Jack Grand Radio has been one that I think people have been wanting for, like, ever. But, like, Sega keeps saying no. Uh, uh, what else? I'd love Rival Schools. It's an old fighting game, but one of my favorites. Yeah, I mean, they definitely could do it. With the, the way people I mean, love fighting games right now. They don't even want to do Darkstalkers, so... <laughs> yeah. I, I'm surprised, because, I mean, look, Samurai Showdown made a comeback. I mean, look, Grand Blue Fantasy seems to be getting a, a I think following. A, I think a good one might be actually Power Stone. Oh, my God, Power Stone. Like, they, you know, just did, like, a like a Power Stone 3, but, you know, really fleshed it out. Because those, both those games, they are very fun. They are pretty shallow games. especially oh, that yeah, first... there's not a lot for you to do. That first one's an old arcade game, so... Yeah, like, I remember loving the crap out of those games. I've played those for a long, like, hours and hours. I think it's... Like, it, they have a, like, unique set of characters, too. And I, I think people are, like, really like those brawlers now. You know, the Super Smash Brothers type games. Yeah. Uh, so, they really could, if they wanted to, come out with that now and... And, they, and if they nailed it, man, talk about a whole new audience for that that series. Also, I mean, we talked about porting before, but I think if they redid or at least remade Persona 3 and 4, like using 5's engine, mm -hmm. it would be really nice. Like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to, you don't have to go completely full throttle with, like, remaking it completely, but just the battle system improvements alone would be very pleasant to have. <laughs> Yeah, but playing... the, weren't those all tied to like how the um you get their like all th all three of them had their different ways of how you summon the the personas, right? No, they're all the so... same. You don't summon them; you just use them for like special attacks. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, okay, so you had the gun thing in three, and then the well, four you just wear glasses. Yeah, four you had the glasses. So. But I mean, like, no, I mean, like, like if you play Persona Three now, like especially that, like that first version, like the original Persona Three, mm. it is a grognard, grognard ass RPG because you only control the main character. Like your party members, or you, you don't have control for, over them. You just tell them to like attack. You just tell them like what you want they them to be. Changed that in the portable version, right? Where you could. Well, yeah, I think I think they did that. In, maybe even Fez too. But it's like this is terrible. Like, who, who thought of this? <laughs> and it's like, 
that that game wasn't made in a vacuum. Like there were other games before that, even like other Shin Megami games before that. We just had control over your characters. Yeah, that didn't make sense. Uh, I think like you know certain old like they kind of already did suck remakes like you know Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past is like Link Between Worlds on the, but but I want a way to play that on on a Switch. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't think that they. I think that's a much easier to port than say, uh, you know, Link to the Past was, or the you know, so Link's Awakening. So yeah, that's why they remade it. Um, yeah. Yeah, or, I, I would. I I would say like I think uh, Dream would be like if Chrono Trigger could be remade, but I don't think so. Probably never happen. I feel that uh, way about Mario. Or, I mean, I could see that happening more than my my guess or my game would be on Mario RPG. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you think how like Disney and Square have worked, Nintendo would be much less um, ridiculous about things because a lot of those characters are not like you know like I think they're more willing to let. Mario have fun, and we've seen well, it with all the spinoffs. So, like, Mar- I mean, compare that game not then to now. Like Mario's been in a bunch of shit. Most of it's still been good, but you know, you have Mario in like a rabbits game, or you know, yeah. they let, you know, we have like a you know Mario game essentially, just or Mario XCOM. Yeah, and we haven't had a Mario RPG. But, I mean, we have with the the, uh, the Paper Mario's. See, they and, just aren't. They aren't the same thing. I mean, yeah. they can say, oh, it's a spiritual sequel or, you know, it's a spiritual thing, successor or whatever. It's like, no, stop that. I mean, you could easily have, like, you don't even have to have the big Square Enix studio do it. You could, do, you could have the Bravey Default people do it. Yeah. And they would do such a great job with it, I think, that it'd be amazing if you could let them have that. But, you know. Nintendo, it's one of those things they're weird about that they don't want to go and they won't even put Geno in Smash. I think because they don't want to give people hope. Well, I think it's the same thing. I think like Square owns like Geno and Mallow. Oh, really? Okay. That that would be my theory. I mean, if you know, Square, you know, Nintendo owned Geno and Mallow, they'd be fucking in everything. I don't know about that. I think they have such a great relationship with Square that. Not Mallow, but Gino, yes. Well, that's like another thing. It's like, why aren't there more square characters in Smash Brothers? I mean, there's Cloud and Cloud. <laughs> well, but I mean, like, what? Are you going to pull every Final Fantasy character into No. I, mean... I, I would pull, like, Chrono into it. Or Frog. <laughs> I, or That's the thing, though, I think is... Nintendo tends to only pull, especially now, like they tend to only, I mean, maybe back then, but even back then you can make the case somewhat, like, now they don't pull games, or they don't pull characters unless those games are going to get put on Switch or something. So, what? Terry Bogard? Or, you know, uh... Well, King of Fighters, like, that's not really a, a big deal, but like, you know... There has to usually be something around it where Nintendo is going to get games from that franchise, or those those that franchise has been on Nintendo systems before, or something like that. Yeah. So. Like Chrono Trigger. 
Yeah, I mean, like, the Persona one is taking a long time to come, but, yeah. I it's just... still coming. Yeah, but, I mean, oh, the other game, I would love to see a port of, or a remake would be nice, but just even a port in Metal Gear Solid 4 still. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're going to remake that. They might remaster it. Yeah, right. but I just want it to be—I want it to get the hell off the PS3. Yeah, the more things you can get the heck off the PS3. And I would also say Tokyo Jungle, but I just want a sequel. I mean, I want anything. They want—they need to do anything with that franchise. Yeah, that would be—it's such a unique thing, right? Like. Yeah. But uh, who made I mean, that? Hard. Like. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to like say say games like that, like PS3 or above, mm-hmm. because you know, they're still too new. I would say right. uh, a company called Crispies, which they don't even have a Wikipedia page, <laughs> tells you how much uh, work they did there. And it's Sony Computer Entertainment Japan. Oh, so like the Tokyo, like the Japan studio then. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, they have, like, this Crispies has, like, a website, kind of, but they have no other, like, barely any other games. It's, you know, it's Tokyo Jungle, uh, Ranko Sukagame's Longest Day, and My Stylist. My Stylist, yeah. And it's like, wow, you guys have a banging, banging portfolio, don't you? <laughs> I'd also, uh, the other other thing I would say is maybe like Sly Cooper, because why not? I feel like we'd probably see more of a collection on... I think they did a collection on PS3. Right, they did. But, you know, just a full-on reboot like they did with uh, Ratchet and Clank, you know, with Sly Cooper. Well, if Ghost of Tsushima takes off, I just wonder if... I wonder if a Sucker Punch is at that point kind of like Naughty Dog, where people yeah. want to go back to Jack and Daxter, but I don't think they ever would. Same thing with right. Sly Cooper. Like, I could see, that's a thing I could see. HBO could make a Sly Cooper animated series. Yeah. Before, uh, before I think you see another game, probably. Yep. Maybe. Or it could test the waters. <laughs> yeah, certainly. But, I mean, yeah, there's certainly so many games out there. I'm, I'm sure people wish got remakes. Yeah. Or, you know, so, you know, hey, you can hit us up, network at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at WTMSean at HumanityPlug. Let us know what any favorite, any games you wish are remade. Of course, I would love Final Fantasy Nine, but let's get through seven first. <laughs> and they'd probably make eight before nine anyway. Um, so... Yeah. Uh, you know, I did see some people say they wish that 12 could get remade. But did it you see the up. thing where apparently 10 one is the best Final Fantasy in Japan? That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> that scared me too. I was like, man, you must have had a lot of people like me that I mean, voted that 10 was their first Final Fantasy or something. 10 is like, has a really great battle system, but the story is beyond terrible 
Oh yeah, and then not to mention like they just absolutely killed it with ten two, and then he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm just here now." Yeah. What? <laughs> Did we just forget what happened in the first game? Like, okay, whatever. Watch. You need to watch that Doctor Who finale to see something like that and happen on a, like a next level. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't watch that. How they fuck up that friend, how they fuck up that character and show is truly amazing. <laughs> well, yeah. And, that, and on that happy note. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Um, hopefully, you've enjoyed what you heard here. If you do, you can go hit subscribe and let us know what you think. And. Of course, uh, you can always so review us on whatever podcast service you use to listen to us on. So um, go visit that w10net.com. And until Tuesday or well, Wednesday morning for next week, we'll see you then, everybody. Later.